0: Welcome to the July 12th edition of the Sports On Point podcast. I am your host, the Chosen One, Matthew Smith.
1: And I'm King Zavarelli. And I'm the King of Fried Food. My name is Bob Severance. I will be taking my talents to the South Beach Diet.
0: (gasps) I will point out that I call myself the Chosen One, but I have one ring on my finger. It's a wedding ring, but it's more than LeBron James has on his finger.
1: I'm actually wearing three rings. And I don't know if that makes me cool or just kind of girly. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) On to this week in sports. This is the section where we cover the top shared stories on the internet from every day of the past week, and our host will give a short comment on each section. Moving along to Monday, why exactly is the NBA paying Twitter to promote LeBron James? You guys know that now you can pay to get your trending topic up in the list on Twitter, so why would the NBA be promoting LeBron, John?
2: It's just the further saturation of LeBron James. I mean, you can't really blame this guy for having a big head and thinking he's bigger than the game with all this going.
0: Somehow I don't think they need to pay for the coverage of LeBron James. People were going to be talking about him no matter what they did.
1: Now on to Tuesday, 2010 NBA free agency. LeBron James to announce decision. Matt?
0: Yeah, Thursday night, one-hour special on ESPN.com. If nothing says narcissism like an hour-long special to announce your decision
2: i think it was all right everybody wanted to know what he was doing it's ESPN to get the ratings make the money i mean i can see it
1: we're gonna see a little bit of a trend here with this week's topics on to wednesday chris bosh to join dwayne wade with the miami heat john this is no surprise you've pretty much for the whole free agency you saw chris bosh and Dwayne
2: wade together so it was definitely no surprise when this happened
0: yeah heading down to miami i don't know if it makes any more sense than the two of them teaming up in chicago but i i never saw bosh going anywhere that wade and lebron or i should say wade or lebron were also going
1: on to thursday lebron james leaning towards the miami heat matt
0: yeah, they've been talking about it apparently since 2008 Olympics, joining a all-star team with the three of them. Um, obviously, we all know now what happened, so there's not really any point in breaking down the speculation.
2: Well, Wednesday night I was in a New York state of mind. Wednesday later in the night, I was feeling the Windy City. And then I wake up in the morning and I see that all so- signs point to Miami. I was a little
1: surprised. Don't fool anybody. You were feeling the Windy City because you went to Taco Bell. <laughs> and on to Friday. Open letter to fans from Cavaliers majority owner Dan Gilbert. John,
2: I didn't agree with this. He's an owner. He should keep it classy. This I know. He wanted. To, he was fired up and angry at the point, but th- there was no need for that. He just keep it to himself and. Keep it in behind closed doors.
0: There's no doubt this letter endeared himself to fans a little bit, but I have to wonder if he distanced his chances of signing some free agents by throwing his former player under the bus away.
1: On to Saturday, Los Angeles Lakers free agent Derek Fisher met LeBron James at Miami Airport. Ma'am.
0: Yeah, Derek Fisher coming to Miami gives him a veteran presence at point guard. I've watched Derek Fisher play outside of the triangle system, and he hasn't ever been successful anywhere else, so. I don't know that's a big help for Miami.
2: I like it. I, I mean, this would be a huge acquisition for him as a huge role player on their team. I don't see him leaving the Lakers, though, but it would be huge for them to
1: pick up him as they need about seven more roster spots to fill. Actually, eight. And Sunday, inside the decision, Miami's coup was a surprise, but on long coveted goal of James Wade and Bosch. John. Yeah, I read an article earlier in the day
2: about Pat Riley meeting with LeBron James about talking talking to him about getting a new number. So because of Michael Jordan's legacy on the game, he wanted to basically see how he could manipulate LeBron into coming to Miami later on.
0: Yeah, a long time ago when he made the announcement to switch to the jersey number six, if you recall, he made that announcement in Miami uh, yeah, these guys have been talking about it for years. The reason that this is big news is because they're not allowed to talk about it. So, when Bosch made the statement about the fact that they've been talking about joining teams for quite some time, it was a pretty noticeable slip.
1: And that was This Week in Sports. Now, we got a lot of positive feedback from the open chat format of last week's episode, so we decided to adopt the format into the show. Our previous main points section will be replaced now with a new section, To the Point. To the Point is an open format chat where we'll hit the main points in sports this week, but it'll allow for more of a discussion, a little bit more flexibility and opinion. So let's move right along to To the Point.
0: Okay, John, the free agency season is kind of starting to wear down now. Let's uh, let's get a feel for who the winners and losers are. What do you think?
2: As far as winners go, I think the two biggest winners... Number one would be the Heat. Obviously, they picked up the three top free agents in the market this year. Also, I think uh, Chicago improved their, their stance quite a bit. So I, I'm saying those are pretty much the two big winners. I think Cleveland, obviously, is the biggest loser the biggest out of loser.
0: them all. Hands down. One team that I'm surprised hasn't been a loser so far has been New Jersey. I think when they struck out on the big names and didn't go and throw all that money that they have around on second-rate players, I think that's going to help them out in the long run. They're going to have chances uh, next year and beyond to build a better team. Well, you got Carmelo
2: going to be a free agent if he doesn't sign that contract, and I'm thinking he wants to come back to New York. So I think the Knicks or the Nets have a shot at him because the Nets are going to Brooklyn here in two years.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the Carmelo-Anthony dynamic has definitely been one we've been thrown around a lot in all the talks with New York and, and New Jersey. I kind of wonder, when we get into these collective bargaining agreement talks and, and there's talks of changes to the structure of contacts, contracts and things like that, I wonder if we'll, uh, we'll see any movement in that direction. I think a lot of people are going to get a little scared and maybe re-up their contracts.
2: I can definitely see that happen. I mean, you see a lot of people opt out of their contracts this year to get the the better contracts.
0: Okay, so you said Miami is the biggest winner. I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. They got the biggest three players available, all on the same roster. They've got pretty much bones and skeleton structure, and that's about it. What do you think their chances are at the title this year?
2: This year... I think they have a a really good shot. It just depends on how how quickly they mesh. I, in my personal opinion, I think they're going to win at least three championships in this six years, and I think they'll go to the finals at least four times.
0: I can see finals. I can see championships. I don't necessarily know that I'm ready to. Don't necessarily know that I'm ready to call this a dynasty yet. I can see some salary cap problems for this team in the very near future. There's some rumors that the new collective bargaining agreement might do away with the mid-level exception, which would be the only way that they would be able to add talent after this season. So they're going to have a skeleton crew. They're not going to have a whole lot of players. They can piece together a championship or two, but as those salaries and those back-heavy contracts start to inflate a little bit, I could see it being more and more difficult from year to year for them to add the pieces that they need to add.
2: Well, no doubt they nef- they definitely need to get a some size in there in order to compete with the Lakers or even Oklahoma City with the the big guys they brought in or even match up physical with the Celtics. They're going to need some get some big... I'll go big on boys. record
0: saying that the roster as it's comprised right now, I don't know that they can beat Orlando.
2: Orlando's got some big players too. I just think there's, two, there's a lot of star power there. I mean, you've got guys that can take over the game at any time. And I know they're not... They're not filled out. I don't think they need that much to take over.
0: Yeah, just all of the, ultimately it comes down to how Wade and Bosch are going to play together. There's, there's a lot of talk about how you've got two players who play a very similar style and how well those styles are going to mesh. Uh, at the end of the day, you've got a guy on the right side of the key and a guy on the left side of the key who play the same game. If they coexist, they win championships. If they don't coexist, I'm not sure they do. If you recall, there was a couple of situations with the USA basketball team, which is a similar circumstance where we've got this mass of superstars all playing together on one team. There was instances where everybody was kind of looking at each other saying who's the man in the situation, and that's something they're going to have to establish. You talk about having the option of LeBron James or Dwayne Wade taking over games at the end. I think if they're in a dogfight somebody's got to take over, and I don't think it can just be whoever's on that night. They have to have a hierarchy of that lineup.
2: Well, it's definitely a dynamic that we haven't seen. I mean, the closest thing closest thing in recent times has been the Celtics of recent years, and those guys weren't in their primes. So I think if they can get the chemistry down with these players, then they're unstoppable.
0: Yeah, the players outside of their prime is a big part of it with the Celtics because you've got people who are willing to make sacrifices to get the goal. I don't know that these young guys are necessarily going to make sacrifices for that reason. Maybe they make sacrifices because they're friends and they want to get along and they want to sing kumbaya around the campfire. But, uh, they're not, they're not going to make concessions just because they need that championship, I don't think the uh the the biggest thing i could compare it to i think would be that super team we saw out in la a couple years back where they had Shaq, they had kobe they had gary payton they had carl malone and ultimately they couldn't coexist well enough to win a championship and they ended up not only losing but losing to a team that had zero superstars
2: and i can agree with that it's But I I don't think you can quite compare him to that team because that was a Carl Malone out of his prime. That was
0: a Gary Payton out of his prime. True. Definitely true. I am a little bit fed up with the whole sentiment that you can't win an NBA championship with at least two superstars on the team. I think... uh uh, there's been several people who have go on record saying it's never happened before, and I, I would strongly <laughs> disagree with that. Obviously, we talked about Detroit winning it. Uh, the 1993-1994 Houston Rockets, how many players were on that team that are going to be in the Hall of Fame or even were All-Stars that year? One. Kim Elijah won. Their second-best player was Otis Thorpe or Vernon Maxwell.
2: They had Sammy, was Sammy
0: Cassell on that team? or was he? He was a rookie. Yeah, I remember that. He Sammy was a rookie. Cassell. And he he came off the bench. Mr. Alien. Okay, so I know it's hard to believe, but there were other things that happened this week outside of of free agency. Uh, Big move with Cliff Lee going to the Rangers. A lot of people had him going to New York. Rangers ended up pulling off uh, quite a coup there. Uh, Number one team in the division just got better. What do you think about that?
2: Well, he didn't look so good in his first start, although he did pitch a complete game. Um, how do you
0: how do you pitch a p- complete game when you give up 6 runs?
2: Cuz he doesn't walk anybody
0: ever. I don't get it.
2: He uh I'm glad he didn't go to the Yankees. That would have made Ohio's week even worse. I mean, you got Cliff Lee going to the Yankees. They already got CC, LeBron going to the Heat.
0: I mean, what else? The thing I don't get, and I I think I might have brought this up in previous episodes, but I don't understand the sport of baseball where a top five player's position can play for four different teams in two seasons. How does that even happen? Why can't a team just get a pitcher that they can build a team around and actually build a team around them? Why is it always about trading them for prospects? Most likely
2: because they only pitch every fifth day. So I mean they're only gonna at max they'll only win twenty to twenty five games for you. So I mean that if you look at the whole scope of things, when you're you got a real good team, they're gonna win about ninety games, twenty five games. Yeah, that's a help, but you could have Zach Greinke who's on the Royals who has no no support hitting.
0: I think underestimating a pitcher's impact to one out of every five games is a is an unfair statement because I think. When you have a pitcher that fans and players alike can get excited about, it, elevate, it elevates everybody. And maybe we didn't see that in Seattle, but it only takes one offseason in baseball to turn a team around. It only takes one offseason.
2: And that's that's completely true. You need hitting and pitching, though. I mean, you got to have both. You can't have one without the other. Baseball is a different dynamic because you could have a great pitcher that gives up one run a game but if your hitters don't ever give you any run
0: support, then he's going to lose, and it's a wasted start. That being said, I love the fact that Cliff Lee is in Texas. I think Texas is a team that's flown under the radar. They've had some good seasons in the past and just barely been edged out of the playoffs the last two years. So I think he might be the pitcher that gets them over the gets them over the proverbial hump. I don't necessarily know they're a world title contender just yet, but I could see them giving the Yankees or the Rays or the Red Sox a run for the money in the playoffs. Be good to see. Well, yeah,
2: they're definitely, a, in recent years, they've been more of a hitting team, so it's good to see that they, they're getting
0: some pitching in there now and being able to contend. So lost in the whole week of other news is the World Cup, the largest sporting event in the entire world, and you know we got through seven days worth of headlines where we didn't even mention it, but... I think it's fair to bring it up. Spain won the World Cup. I believe I had that. If you go back and listen to the previous podcast, yep, Spain winning it. You just talked to the octopus. I did did. talk to the octopus. What's his name? George? George the octopus or something ridiculous like that? I think
2: he's a German octopus, and he picked against Germany.
0: I know. He was calamari that night. (laughs) So what did you think? Did you watch the game, John? I
2: watched bits and pieces of it. I actually kind of lost... I love the World Cup and I like watching the games. I kind of lost interest in it when the Final Eight was there and all the, the big-name teams started getting knocked out. I mean, the teams, the Spain, Netherlands, I mean, those were big-name teams and that was awesome that they were in there, but it wasn't Brazil. It wasn't USA. USA is not a big-name team, but...
0: I'm not I'm not going to lie, I was interested because the team I picked to win it all was still alive. So I, I stayed interested all the way up through the 120th minute of today's get- match. My wife has actually been to the Netherlands before, so we had a nice little rooting match. She wanted uh, wanted the Netherlands to win it. I had no rooting interest other than I just wanted to be right.
2: I'll have to admit that I, I was rooting for the Netherlands too because I hate when you're right.
0: <laughs> Most people do.
2: It's a sad world. But I'll, be, I'll, I'll admit it, I've been obsessed with LeBron James in the past few weeks, so I haven't really been watching too much soccer.
1: We just wanted to say congratulations to the country of Spain. You guys have a lot to be proud of, especially since, as Matt said, this is definitely a world stage thing. So if we have listeners from Spain, well, probably we don't. But if we do, congratulations.
0: Lucky number 13 for Spain, by the way. They've been to the final 12 times before. This is the first time they've won it, and partying on the streets of Madrid and Barcelona tonight will will probably not stop until the break of dawn
1: and on to the closing arguments this section is where our hosts will present their closing arguments as in a court case it can be about anything on their mind this week there are no rebuttals or comments allowed and you the listener will vote on who presented the best closing argument since we had a little break in our regular format last week we don't have a winner of a closing argument section so we'll uh clean the slate actually i think we're about what three and two something like that so uh This is a pretty pivotal one. It may swing the direction of closing arguments one way or another. We're going to start off with closing argument number one. John, I'm going to let you introduce your closing argument, and then I'll start the timer.
2: My closing argument today is I think Dan Gilbert's open note to the fans was pretty classless, and I think it hurt him more in the long run. Uh, Dan Gilbert, as a, a lot of people know, put an open letter out to the fans telling saying that lebron james was narcissistic and he had a big head and that's just slamming lebron and telling guaranteeing a title for the fans i think this was pretty classless on his part i can understand you're upset all the fans were upset but you're an owner you need to carry yourself with some class and keep the emotions outside this is in in all honesty this is a business this is what you do i know you lost about 200 million dollars off of your franchise But still, it was a business decision. LeBron went to Miami. If you were to cut LeBron years down the road, that's that's part of the business. I mean, that's really you can't get mad at him for leaving. I can understand how you're upset. You wanna he's a Benedict Arnold. He was he was born in Akron, he should have won you a title and upped your your franchise another hundred, two hundred million dollars, but you gotta keep it classy. You're you're an owner. Also I don't know who you think as far as big-name free agents you're going to get in the long run. Matt was touched on this earlier, and I completely agree with that. You can't just slam your players. This man gave you his heart for seven years. He tried to win you a title, did as much as he could, and you go and slam him. Now, what's that going to say to people coming in and potentially playing for your team that are stars? They're not going to want to come play if they know that if you decide to go somewhere else, you're just going to slam them and and talk down to them.
0: My closing argument that LeBron and LRM are together equal bad business. There was a whole lot of speculation coming up to the free agency period about whether or not LeBron James was going to stay in Cleveland or whether or not he was going to go somewhere else. We all know what the end result of that was. And I think we've all seen the classless activity that's happened in regards to making the announcements and regards to how how the announcements have been handled. I think when you look at this, LeBron has been employing the services of his very good friend Maverick Carter uh, and the form of the LRMR management company. And I think what he's allowed to do is he's allowed an untested and unproven manager to control his brand and control his business. Him deciding to have this announcement show as an hour-long special on ESPN was a monumentally bad decision for his brand. He's wavering between some very large fan bases. I think if you counted up the total of all the fan bases of all the teams that he was considering in the six-team lottery, there was about 42 million people in those cities combined. Not, not to mention all the people outside of those cities and in, in close regions that may have been fans of him had he chosen those teams. By making the decision in the way that he did, he strung along 42 million people and ended up slamming them all to choose the roughly seven or eight million that live in the South Florida region. I think that's a huge mistake because ultimately his goal is to win championships and to build his brand. If he wants to become a billion dollar athlete, wanted to be the first, Tiger beat him to it. Uh, if he wants to be a billion-dollar athlete, then he needs to have his brand spread to as many places and have as many people across the country having positive vibes towards him as possible. And what he did with this announcement was alienate millions and millions of people, which ultimately cannot be deemed as a good business decision.
1: Well, this has been Sports on Point. To vote for your winning closing argument, you can send a direct tweet to our podcast at twitter.com sportsonpoint sports on point. And as always, send your feedback on how we can improve the show to feedback at sportsonpoint.com. And now you can call the show as well and leave a message for us at 646 39 or
0: 646-397-6468. Thanks for listening. It's been a joy, as always, bringing you the show this week. We hope you listen again next week.
2: We'll see you guys, and keep an eye out for the Team LeBron versus Team Gilbert t-shirts. Adios.